0: Entering the realm of the freaky deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... (sighs) Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As you are painfully aware, this is the Freaky Deaky. It is your favorite spooky ghost podcast. And I am Scott, and I am joined by my father in law and America's favorite wet blanket, Christian. And we talk about ghosts except today and except last week and except well you know what we talk about a lot of stuff guys it's part two of vampires and as last week christian went down the uh, the old rabbit hole of some of the lore and legends surrounding these entities or creatures or beings. this week we're actually going to be diving into some personal firsthand accounts from folks that have run into entities that they can only describe as vampiric in nature. Fascinating to me, because I don't see how anybody could have these kind of experiences in this day and age. And that's the thing, and I mentioned in the last episode, I don't really fully believe in the modern vampire lore you know it just seems very outlandish and this is from someone who believes a lot of stuff you know a lot of crazy a stuff a lot of stuff crazy, but crazy stuff a lot of stuff yeah and finding these stories almost you know there's a little flicker there where you're like oh well maybe i mean that is kind of weird and spooky so who's to say really if you've had an experience with what you describe as a vampire you're going to want to send that into the gang at the freaky because nobody takes this stuff as seriously as christian myself All right. Do psychic vampires count? Yes, they do. And of those I've met many. That's the long and short of it. Do you think they have a little short one?
1: Do you think they, they, uh, psychic vampires, do you think they realize what they do? To an extent. I think people know when they're draining. I think some people know. Some people don't. I don't. But some
0: people know and don't care and don't. If they don't know, they should realize it very quickly by the facial expression that I have on my face when I'm talking to one that hey, I'm trying to get out of here. I don't want this to carry on anymore, my wayward son. Yeah, with that, I'm I actually wanted to start this episode off with a, an interesting take against the idea of vampires actually existing. Start things off a little weird, you know? With a skeptical take. Sure. You can call it that if you'd like. Well the person saying
1: vampires don't exist, right? That's yeah. Sounds skeptical. That's to not
0: me. skeptical so much as them just True. saying that I don't believe in vampires. Yeah, you know? who does? Not skeptical at all. They're just like, no, nah, it's not real. Mm. Did I already ask you who your favorite vampire is? Yes, and if you want to hear, you can go to the last episode where I also didn't answer that question. Anyway, this is a comment I found on. It was a Reddit thread of some kind that was pretty much a case against vampires existing. And it's one that is probably the most likely thing that keeps me from you know, just diving in headfirst. like, go vampires, you know? And he says, uh, it's from King Wooj, and he says, humans are notoriously bad at maintaining a healthy equilibrium with their natural environment, and vampires are just undead humans. If they were vampires, they would have created a larger number of vampires than was sustainable centuries ago, In the process, revealing themselves or causing the humans to suffer a mass extinction event. And that is, unless the only way that that could be, you know, circumvented is if there's also many vampire hunters in the world that keep the population down. You know what I mean? Sam and Dean on the scene. Sorry for the rhyme. That happens sometimes. Oops, did it twice. That's the only way. Because otherwise... I can't believe you went to Sam and Dean as vampire hunters. Well, they are. There were vampire hunters before they existed. Buffy. Buffy. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you went to Buffy. Buffy had a movie in the 80s. And and she wasn't a vampire hunter. She was a vampire slayer. So. To be a slayer, don't you have to hunt them? No. You just slay. You just slay all day. That's what the ladies say. What about the guy guy from
1: uh, Dracula? can't think of his name right now. Is it Dracula, perhaps? No, the guy that
0: was a vampire hunter. They made a movie about him. Van Helsing. Yes. Yes. Um, What about Van Helsing? You're right. Hey, here's an idea. Supernatural was on for 15 years. I was 15 years old when the show came out, so that was my, my show. And I watch it now, and I'm like, hey, you know what? There's a little cheese factor to it, but it still holds up. I mean, a lot of people love that show. Yeah, it's got a weird cult following, but yeah, it's not the best show, but it is a very entertaining show at times.
1: I'm about to tell you what the best vampire show is. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yes, it's called Underworld with Kate Beckinsale. That's not a show. That's a movie.
0: Same thing. It's a show, wow. but it's awesome yeah so anyway about all that uh yeah roughly that that take is just that even if one vampire existed and turned another one turn a few like if even if you only turn like 10 in a lifetime over the years that would multiply They're so gonna, yeah, yeah it would get so crazy that we'd be overrun by vampires exponential growth exponential growth the likes of which you've never seen all right
1: What yeah. are the things in that his little Entry he mentioned was they basically didn't he basically say they're not really bloodsuckers they're just the undead and then he moved on I was like wait he
0: said they're just undead humans yeah and humans like, are bad already so not entirely wrong in which case we say to him come at me bro for no reason whatsoever you But leave your dead humans at home that's right we're gonna start off with a story from one two four JKM not a very good name not a very good name at all I will go ahead and say it's the worst name of all time but this is a story out of Brazil. And it's called Uncle Jonas of Brazil. I added of Brazil so I could remember where it's from. Even though it's in the first sentence, as we'll find out, right? Jonas, Jonas isn't really a Brazilian name. Wow. That's what people come here for. Try not to
1: sneeze. Okay. Wow. I think I'm okay. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're all right, Christian.
0: Got that grape taste going in my got nose. that grape taste going. You've got that grape taste going in your nose. Okay. Well, if you know, you know... <laughs> Yeah. If you know how to taste with your nose, we you can that's
1: how we taste. Wow. If we don't have if we don't have our smell, we don't taste. Wow. Okay, move on move on.
0: This is the worst episode ever. I hate it already. Anyway, think I met one once in a small town in the interior of Brazil. I don't think so. Christian's already against it. There was an urban legend that an old man who lived in a remote part of town was a vampire and that he never aged that he only ate raw meat, and that if you talked to him, you would get tired in no time. Hey, we were just mentioning that. As it happens, I talked to him once, and it was scary. He introduced himself as Jonas. He was about 45 years old, tall, thin, and even nice looking. He knew how to express himself. That day, I mean, I was about 12 at the time, and I'm 24 now, so dumb kid with... A cute man expressing himself. That sounds like trouble. That yeah, is very... Yeah, so the dumb kid that I was, I asked, Uncle Jonas, is it true that you are a vampire? And he looked at me right away, asking, where did you hear that? And I said it was my neighbor, because it really was. So he replied, I wouldn't say I'm a vampire, but animals have tasty, nourishing blood. And I got goosebumps when he said that, so afraid he would do something, I went into the house and never saw him again that day. This happened around six o'clock at night. It was in front of the house, and he passed by because it was on the way to his house. The next day, we heard from the newspaper that there had been a quote chupacabra attack mm. in a place near our house and that the animals were attacked at dawn the most famous cryptid vampire but there you go what scares me about this is that the farm belonged to this neighbor's husband and the animals were their source of income so i felt like it was a quote revenge of jonas against that woman i never saw him again for the rest of the trip and i never forgot him to add to this They said that he didn't age because he had been living in the area for almost 20 years and he always looked the same. Had the same hairstyle and no expression marks, as if he had stopped in time. He claimed to have a son who was also very much like him, but nobody ever saw them together in the same place, so if it was him posing as a possible son, we never knew.
1: What if if the son was his caretaker? That'd be a swift, smart way for a vampire, because they have to have a caretaker. That's true. If vamp, like maybe he does it pre-vampire, has mm. a kid, and then at a certain point he's like, "This will fit the scenario better if you play my son." So now you're my vampire helper.
0: Wow, forever coming soon to ABC. My vampire helper. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Those are those are the ones where I mean that seems coincidental in nature with the the guy walking by. I can see why it would terrify the hell out of him. He's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" This guy walked by, talked about you know animals having tasty blood, and then it turns out chupacabra attack the very next day around the time he was coming a little suspect he was like an early
1: red meat only diet one of those bros exactly i only have the protein bro i like my meat raw come at me bro very nice not that i use bro that often but you
0: kind of inspired me i'm gonna be using it for you come at me bro many a time Over the course of the show until something replaces it on the old soundboard one of like
1: those group of pictures you took of atlas he has that one picture where he looks like he's saying come at me
0: bro Come at me bro that is true all right this next one is from uh purple house and it's called a piercing gaze g-a-z-e thank you i saw you wondering when i was in my late teens i went to an event I was supposed to be meeting up with a group there, but I ended up on my own, so I was waiting alone at a crowded event for the venue to open with nothing to do except watch the crowd. And I noticed this guy walking through the crowd. I don't remember anything about what he looked like, but I distinctly remember thinking to myself even then that I couldn't figure out what he looked like. It's like I couldn't quite look directly at him, I had a vague impression that he was male, and that's about it. It wasn't even him I noticed right away, but the fact that the crowd was moving to let him through without looking at him. People would be talking to each other, but step out of his way. And this lobby was packed. Hundreds of people squeezed together, hundreds more out in the parking lot. It was almost impossible to even breathe without bumping someone. So I'm watching this guy, or rather watching the crowd move around him, and suddenly he looks right at me. The next thing I know, the two of us are away from everyone, and he's talking to me. I have no idea what either of us said beyond vague impressions more like the memory of something he already said to me but it felt almost big brotherly like he was chiding me for being there alone and even talking to strangers like him then they opened the venue and i was walking in alone i had a great time went home and the next morning i noticed a scratch on my arm very small like half an inch long rather deep very neat like it had been cut into me with a very sharp knife it didn't hurt at all and i always point out here that it might have been there before we all get cuts and bruises without noticing from time to time but i felt weird looking at it like it was hard to see so i put a band-aid on it and never thought about it again so yeah have i had an encounter with a real vampire i don't know but i like to think so
1: i don't know either but have you ever been in a place where you watch somebody walking through a crowd and people do move automatically without even seeing the person no i've seen it before it's mm. maybe you saw a vampire as well i mean i never thought of it like that i i, th- I always just figure that it's one of those like first off uh, like an aura mm. around this person maybe but also the psychic connection that's rumored to be amongst humans like the whole thing where she she or he mentioned that that person just she was staring at this per- this person
0: and they turned around and s- look back And then out of nowhere, they're just away from the crowd and talking. Yeah. That's what's, that's the creepy part of it is that there's no recollection of that person approaching them, introducing themselves, nothing. It was, they turned and stared at me and then suddenly we were somewhere else talking. Like, that's just kind of, that's really weird. And granted, there's some darker directions we could take that, I'm sure, but this is a spooky ghost podcast and we're not talking about that. So it's.
1: I mean, some of it could be just chalked up to the way we remember things and, and the problems with our memory. But it is when you put them all together, it makes for like I want, you, you almost want to know more of the story. Like, OK, what comes in the next chapter when they meet up again randomly
0: on a street corner? Yeah. I mean, I understand there being you know blocks and in, in memories or gaps or whatever, but. Something like that seems a little too glaringly obvious for it to happen. <laughs> like this is someone that you were like literally focusing on. So you should have that memory pretty embedded. Maybe you know, but uh, you,
1: you might only have certain parts of that memory embedded because you're focusing on certain things or yeah. you're, you, you know, there's many reasons why your memory could go a little bit off in that situation. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part was the crowd partying as this person walked which, like I said, I've seen happen before and you're, you don't really, th- I don't, didn't really think about it at the time, but now that that was mentioned, I'm like, that is pretty weird when that happens. Yeah. But I've also seen it happen a lot and it just seems like an automatic thing. There, there must be something within us that can sense that presence that we are not I,
0: consciously aware of. I don't know, man. I think every time I've walked through a crowd, I've literally had to use my hand to guide me through like, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, move, get out of the way. Sorry. Yeah, but maybe because you don't carry that like... Oh, I'm sorry. Alpha why not? confidence.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say alpha, there's, there, but there's a certain confidence that people carry with them yeah. that I think other people can interpret, and it's not alpha because that's just like more of an annoying yeah. confidence but, to a lot of people. Not true. Not necessarily a bad thing. It's just certain people react negatively to it, yeah. but there's that other confidence, like a natural leader type of confidence oh. where I could see people
0: just like randomly moving to the side and for no reason... Well, uh, I'm sorry that my beta confidence doesn't really do it for you, Christian. All right, I'm sorry that I'm not leader enough for you to part a crowd like a Moses. But yeah. I don't—I've literally never seen anyone just walk through a crowd without any kind of like tension or like, you know what I mean? I—I
1: yeah, I have. But to go back, as somebody according to you who has met Moses, um, you ain't no Moses. Wow.
0: Wow. Since you make fun of my age all the time. Well, you don't even believe Moses existed, so we should probably I've over never it. said that. I can feel it in your heart. Someone existed. Wow. But they weren't a vampire, so they're not part of this episode. That's right, Christian. You're starting to get the trend. This next one is from another purple. A lot of purple in this episode. This is Purple Hyena, and we're going back to Strigoy. Nice. Yes, nice indeed. <laughs> Shout out from to last week's episode if you don't know. Yeah, if you started listening at part two instead of uh, part one, like a weirdo. Some people do it that way. Well,
1: yeah. That's okay. I've heard it you, both
0: ways. You, you do you. Yeah, you do you, boo-boo. It just opens my eyes a little. This is from Purple Hyena. It's called Strigoi. This is my mom's experience. She was working nights as an ER receptionist when this couple came in. She said they were very tall and very dry looking. The woman kept stroking her throat and asking if they could be let into the back. All the while, smiling. My mom was frozen. Just the words "stragoi" kept repeating in her head. Finally, the woman just said, I don't think she will let us back. And they left. And my mom has never seen them again. And it's a very small town that they live in. I wonder if they're in like Romania or something. What do you think about that though? As I mean, that's a really short one. I have a little short one. So I know those are your favorite, but I don't know. Something like that would, would really leave one hell of an impression on me. Oh, it would. Like, just like sitting there stroking your throat, like, hey, can we come back? We want to find the blood. I know. That's pretty much exactly what it sounds like they were going for. We've
1: been out drinking all night. We need some sustenance. Meal blood. I mean, I get this image of this really nice-looking couple, high class, Mm. walks into an ER. She's probably, like, right below where she's stroking her neck is some fancy-ass expensive necklace, and they just... Yeah, all oh, like, my jewelry. Yes. Yeah, they're like just kind of carefree. Like, if we get it, we get it. If not, we just go
0: kill somebody. Or she was stroking her throat because there was something wrong with her throat and they were rich. And she was like, well, clearly we're going to be allowed back immediately because I am of the utmost importance. No, I don't know. That's uh, some people give off weird vibes, you know, I see it a lot. Yeah. And so then, it's, it's kind of weird that, I don't know, most of the time you got to go with those feelings, right? That gut instinct is what saves you a lot of times. It's like, I should not be in this situation. I need to get out. I got to be honest. When people give me weird vibes, I want to talk to them. Well, that would check out. Yeah. Like I want
1: to, because they're, they're fascinating mm. and I never been in a case where I, like, or a situation where I feel danger. Maybe I would think differently if I felt yeah, probably. like, yeah. You know, most of the time I see these people in public places where I feel pretty confident and stuff like that. So, yeah. it might be different if I met somebody like say go out hiking and somebody stumbles out of the bushes and, okay, starts hey, there, friend!"
0: starts acting like a vampire. Yeah, I've had a few instances though. Obviously, most of them took place in Las Vegas, as many weird things do. But you know, why have
1: they don't? Why don't they have a Las Vegas vampire? Sh- TV show or movie. That seems like the perfect place to have a vampire. I mean, that would be the easiest place. I mean, because you could get away with sleeping all day and you wouldn't even have to explain it too much in the story. Yeah. All kinds of fresh victims that nobody, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, yeah. So the victims can't talk about it when they leave. Or they, they yeah. may not want to talk about it because they're like, what did I do? I don't really remember. So they like keep it to themselves and wow, come back the next year and ring up the same call vampire. Are you listening, Disney Plus? I would. I want to see HBO do this one.
0: Christian, you pervert. Not Cinemax, HBO. Oh, like HBO doesn't flash in flashing titties every 10 seconds? Yeah, but that's not as bad. Well, yeah, for you, you're enjoying it. You're degenerate, but it's fine. This next one is from cat feels sad Impossible, relatable and cat is K.A.T. Not the animal like you're imagining. Oh, I get it now. Cat says, I believe I ran into a pair of them in San Diego in 2005 in the gas lamp district. Hmm. I was 19 in the Navy and stupidly traveling by myself walking around one evening. I had left the mall and wanted to go eat and was supposed to meet with my friends in like an hour. So I end up somewhere near the gas lamp district, and I go by this favorite little store of mine that sells novelties and whatnots right next door to the coolest adult fetish shop. Hell yeah, Christian's kind of story. I notice these two guys I'm walking behind are also walking behind another gentleman. Well-dressed, good-looking dudes casually traveling along, except for I'm military, and I noticed that their steps are picking up closer to the guy in front of them at regular intervals this goes on a few blocks constantly getting a little faster i get to the shops and say out loud stupidly to myself what are they up to i always do this when i'm anxious but bad call right then and there they turn around and that's when i know something's not right i'm romani i've heard these stories my whole life but didn't put much stock in it all alone at night in a big city on the street and two guys just turn around who were possibly stalking the guy in front of me and the craziest part was their eyes flashed like a predator. I'm from the woods. I'm military. Yeah, we know you're military. I know when a big predator wants to kill me when I see it. I ducked in the fetish shop as it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, oh, I'm, just, I'm not
1: here for the... Yeah. the uh, Oops. Those big yeah. things over there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> scared me. and
0: ducking in here to hide from vampires. Yeah. Curate her. Your finest d***, please. Yeah, go, <laughs> God. I'm, I'm intentionally in here it's fine no she said i ducked in the fetish shop as it was closer but when i tell you they were a block away and then right at that door in the blink of an eye so this sounds really sus very sus indeed christian <laughs> well said Counterperson picks up so that the the counter picks up that something's wrong locks the door immediately as i duck in because the counter's by the door she saw what i saw and we were both petrified the craziest thing is, while we were staring at them in front of the store, they didn't like hiss or anything. But they gave you that look, like a cat does when it's about to slap your face. In the split second it took for us to glance at each other, me and the person behind the counter, they were gone in a flash, upwards. That's the weird part. Upwards. I waited there 30 minutes, shook up, and called a taxi and got my ass back to the barracks. Weird. Do you think there was drinking
1: involved? There's a lot of a lot of Cool bars in that area of San Diego. You know what the gasoline mean, district yeah, is?
0: Yeah, but do you think drinking would be involved with? Uh, yes, the person behind the counter is also drunk as fuck and not really noticing this, or i you know, mm-hmm. in those kind of shops, the stereotype is maybe that worker. Is.
1: I don't know if that's true or
0: not, but it's funny. Wow. And, so you're saying just because this employee happens to work at a sex shop, they're unreliable witnesses? No. Mm. No, not in this case. Sounds I actually, like a lot of judgment. This I, is a I, freaky deaky Christian. I first can't of make
1: all. I can't make that judgment because we're not te- we're not hearing the story from the novelty shops. That's true. Um, perspective: We're hearing it from this person who obviously went out on a town on the town in a military near a military base and just pro- maybe partied and things seemed differently. It's t- it's another cool story just because of the visuals you get as you're listening to it. hmm vampires on the hunt and all of a sudden you say something out loud but they hear you and they're like maybe we need to kill this person because they know they know too much but they're locked outside of the shop and here's a little tidbit you know why they couldn't just get into the shop right they weren't invited yes again we're going to go back to don't have a welcome mat
0: wow just my own little pagan tidbit for you yeah christian the pagan our favorite and also uh christian's been mentioning welcome mats for so long now because he's actually working on his own line of unwelcome mats. And it's just going to be a mat that you place at your door that says unwelcome. And it'll have an image of whatever
1: monster is in season. Wow. I'm going to get you one with witches. Beautiful. Isn't that nice? Since you're deathly afraid of witches.
0: Um, I wouldn't say that I'm deathly afraid of witches. That seems like a really weird uh, way to feel. I stand by what I said. Well, I stand by the fact that you like when people rub my large head in a novelty store. Well, this is getting absolutely disgusting, so I'm going to go ahead and continue. This is one of the stories that I definitely is a little on the fence as far as, is this based on reality or is this a work of fiction for credit mining or karma mining purposes? Aren't they all? Aren't you just a bundle of sunshine? Anyway, it's called Stocked in Queens, and it's by Sacred Trees of Creos. Creos? Oh, who cares? Honestly, I'm so tired of these names. Pick easy names like ham sandwiches. I'm hungry. I pressure and continue. It's gonna be all food. Anyway, so about two months into my semester abroad, and I get into the bad habit of walking the streets at night. That's a common theme. That's it's where like, vampires lurk. That is exactly what they do, and they lurk in the shadows, don't they, Christian? Yes walking the streets at night as a way to take the edge off my insomnia. It's better than feeling caged up in my cramped dorm room with my roommate's hot little breaths a few feet away and not even feeling comfortable enough to move in my bed without causing a stir. But aimlessly, pacing the streets in the dead of night doesn't feel that great either. It feels confining not being able to sleep, like the world won't let you back into the daytime. Because you are a vampire. Yeah, you ever thought about that, huh? I'm walking through an anonymous bit of Queens, a light, industrial, boringly fictional bit or fictional. Oh, it's a Freudian slip, perhaps. Yep. but boringly functional bit of the borough. It's a weekday night and as quiet as a crypt. I'm beginning to think I'm the only living thing for blocks when I hear a raised voice coming from across the street, almost a shout. It's a Latino looking guy. And at first I think I'm going to get mugged. Not like these two things are connected in my head, of course. Gotta put that out there. Sound like they were. Hey, Latino guy. Oh, no, I'm about to get mugged. (laughs) Wow. Hello, racist Christian. You shouldn't have done that. But he's not even looking at me. It's like he's having an angry conversation with the empty air. And he says something that we're all familiar with now, but I should remind you that this story is from several years ago. He says, you're not real. He's saying over and over again, you're not real. You're not real. He's swaying back and forth in a way which really suggests he's been drinking, but he's also really out of breath like he's also been sprinting. I could hear half of the conversation, but from where I was standing, it looked like he really should be winning that argument. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, no, no, not even when the stop, he pushes his hand out authoritatively and then puts his finger to his lips to call for silence. It gets quiet and the sudden silence is enough to creep me out and start my legs working again. I walk to the end of the block and then look back. He's still standing there on his own, All I can make out at this distance is just a vague silhouette, but he now looks like he's standing stock still and facing directly towards me, which is enough to send me into a light jog. The figure now clearly starts coming towards me, walking or running, I don't know, and I'm now about to start running myself when I nearly barge into someone coming around the corner. It's the Latino guy. Uh oh, about to get mugged again. The one behind him? Yeah. I I believe so. Wasn't the Latino guy the one talking to himself? Yeah. And so now he's trying to run away and he runs into someone and it's the guy. He must, he must've taken a shortcut through an alleyway and sprinted around to cut me off at the corner. But even then, there's no way he could have gotten from behind me to in front of me in the few seconds since I last turned around. He's already talking saying, we got to go, man, go. There's a subway station this way. You have to come with me. I should have been more scared, but the guy is well-dressed, clean, he doesn't seem drunk or high up close, and he seems genuinely frightened. I follow, half running, half dragged by this guy. He's pretty strong. I try and get him to say what's happening, but he just shakes his head, maybe he's out of breath, or maybe he thinks it's too much to explain. He bundles me down the street, into the station, past the turnstile, and we're on the platform before I can get him to let go of my lapel. He's really scaring me at this point, and it's then I do something I maybe shouldn't have. When the train comes, he pulls me onto it along with him. I wait until the doors are about to close, and I hop out just as they shut behind me, and then watch as the train pulls out of the station. I see one last scared look from him before he vanishes into the tunnel, eyes round as saucers. I mean, of course I jumped out, right? I'm not getting into an empty train with some crazy guy. So there's me alone on the platform, wondering whether the best move is to wait for another train or leave entirely before he comes back. When I see someone standing on the other end of the platform watching me, at least I think he's watching me, he's standing behind a pillar and all I can see is a bit of him sticking out, a shoe, a beaten old overcoat, a misshapen black hat covering his face and head. Rub my large head, he says. No, just kidding. He didn't say that, Christian. Settle down. Nobody says that. Oh, there's someone that says it. He notices me watching him and moves position. Puts the pillar between me and him like he's deliberately hiding. I try and sidle past his position to get to the exit as fast as I can, barely breathing at this point, but as I get past the pillar, he's already gone. It's like I'm alone on the platform again, which is really fucking disturbing because there's literally nowhere he could have gone except maybe rolled off the platform entirely and hidden on the tracks. I wasn't going to look over the edge and find out. As I leave the subway, I use the security mirror set into one corner to check, and no one's behind me. It doesn't show anything, so I press on back onto the empty street. But I still can't get over the feeling like I'm being watched. I can feel a light breeze on the back of my neck. Not breath, it doesn't feel warm in the slightest, but it's too focused to be the wind weird things keep happening i step over an empty can without touching it only to hear it suddenly clatter a few feet behind me my collar catches on my throat like it's being tugged from behind i can hear faint talking in the distance only to get the inexplicable impression it's actually someone mumbling up close in my ear i'm almost relieved when i see another stranger about to pass me on the street a short middle-aged woman in a parka and a matronly demeanor i think we're about to pass each other without comma when she suddenly grabs my arm in a vice-like grip saying I don't know who's following you. I saw him when I was down the other end of the street walking behind you like he's stepping on the backs of your heels. He doesn't look like he's a friend of yours. She lets me go and practically pushes me in her haste to get away. She disappears around the corner and I don't see her again. I look in every reflective surface I can find. A long window suggests there can't be anyone behind me, but I turn around anyway and I still can't see anything. A pain in my arm gets me to flinch. Like a sting but less piercing, more like I'd been pinched. I step back clutching my arm and listen out. A distinct chuckle sounds out in the air around me. I definitely heard it, it couldn't have been anything else. At this point, I can't stand it anymore. I've been walking for a few hours and managed to double back near to where I'd started walking at the beginning of the night. I knew what I was looking for and I found him where I'd spotted him a few hours before. A homeless guy sound asleep in the storefront of a computer repair place. The kind of bearded, grizzled old guy that in another life could have been cast as Father Christmas in a chocolate box advert. I bend down to drop some change into his paper cup and then jog to safety a few hundred meters or so down the road. I test the air around me, trying to feel any kind of presence in the air or near me, but there's nothing. I look back and see the homeless guy standing up. His arms are hanging loosely like a rag doll his head lolling, his body bobbing and ducking in a very disturbing way. It was some strange dance he was doing. Then I notice his feet are trailing along the ground. There's no weight on his legs. He's bobbing in the air, completely unsupported. He gives out a strange noise like a choking sound, and he's propelled forcefully backwards, Dragged like he was being carried on a gale, disappearing behind the building at the speed of a running man. Needless to say, I took off, got on the nearest subway, rode to a busy station, and then paid for a taxi all the way back to my building. I waited a week or two, and then went back to where I'd seen the homeless man disappear. The alley next to the building led to a dead end, a chain-link fence with no evidence anyone had been there except for a discolored patch on the ground. It could have been spilled oil, roadkill, or whatever, but I didn't think so. I think it was dried blood. After that, I didn't go out at night for the rest of my time in America, not even to the most crowded places. I'm not sure if we have those kinds of things in England. Maybe they're just more discreet. Hmm. hmm.
1: Indeed. I mean, there's no reflection in the mirrors. That's a good sign. If vampires were true or if this was a movie, we'd have a problem. But it also could have been a time traveler trying to save them. Like, Wow. Come with me if you want to live, but with an Austrian accent. Oh, wow. And then suddenly it's Terminator. This person jumped off the train and just threw off the whole mult- multiverse. And yeah, now we have the world we live in thanks to them. Well, now we got, you got that off your chest. Is there any other actual thoughts? Or feels like they're having a break with reality to a certain extent. I hope they are. Because I think like insomnia is, is weighing on them. And I mean, it could be any number of things. And I, and I would hope it would be one of those instead of yeah. an
0: actual vampire. And instead of an actual, like, you know, mental breakdown yeah but i mean lack of sleep does create some pretty un. what makes you hallucinate yeah it's too much Mm. so i don't know man yeah i mean it's a good story it is but it's also i feel like it's too and it feels really weird saying this but it's too detailed for me to be like oh this is something that someone experienced somebody that's that just happens to be a good writer can't express their i'm not saying
1: that but it feels like it i know what you're saying because i've been on some threads and I'm I read saying, them and I'm like, this is a little too fantastical.
0: Yeah, and well written. Yeah, there's certain things that like details, like oh, I just went and dropped some change in the homeless guy's cup, and isn't that like that's not stuff that if you're trying to just share a random story, I don't know. It seems it seems a little much. Like,
1: I wouldn't have been dropping any change in that guy, running, guy's cup because of all the stuff that had been going on. Yeah, I'd literally at the second anything weird starts happening, I'm running back to wherever I live. But maybe, I mean. I didn't pick up on it at first, excuse me. But um since they're not from America, maybe their culture that's their you know, that's how they take care of bad things chasing after people. You yeah, know? they find a homeless man. Like I need to find a homeless man and his
0: paper cup fast. Yeah, we need we need to change the karma a bit. It could be and like I said, I'm not I'm not here to judge anyone's stories. Um I do my best to find stories that I think are more believable or like feel more real and not just like karma mining or anything like that. But at the end of the day, again, this is, I don't even fully, like I said, believe in vampires. So I believe in weird people. Yeah, there's definitely there. There's, I mean, there's real vampires too that are just the people that are self-proclaimed vampires where they just drink blood. It's a really strange life. Remember back in the, like the whole
1: daytime talk shows when they kind of made their circuit on all like the Oprah's the I I don't
0: remember that but I do remember watching like what is like my strange addiction and stuff like that and seeing yeah I think maybe it was a Jerry Springer type show that I'd seen
1: a couple of them on that would that would check out for sure which is just weird also drinking blood for humans is not healthy so you there's no way you could prove that really I can prove it
0: it drink some blood right now Christian no why would no no that's just sounds gross yeah that does sound gross. And you know why? Because it's fucking gross, dude. It's like, how salty and weird and irony is blood? What's fascinating is that that, that is
1: a long time tradition in, among certain hunters. And when they make that first kill, they have to drink the blood of that animal. And that's an ancient belief. Yeah, that is. Now, in those ancient times, there's probably a good chance some of them warriors
0: did that, too. And there's probably a good chance that some of those warriors came out to play that's enough of that so yeah i guess i put that story in here to see what other people thought like for me i can read it and be like wow that's amazing and then be like well this also seems kind of far-fetched you know like just a little bit and so i want to get everyone else's opinion so if you're listening on on youtube go ahead and comment let us know what you think of this particular story if it's real or fake and i i Right now I'm leaning fake. It just feels, it feels overly produced. You yeah. know? I, I find it fascinating that this
1: story comes off as fake, but the previous story mm. with a like a, a porn shop and two entities Stocky just vampires. just going up in the air doesn't mm. sound. Mm, yeah, but you see how brief and to the point that one was?
0: So that's like how, that means that's not it's like correct. The, it's like the TikTok version. No, if anything, TikTok versions are usually more incorrect. What I mean is that there was no fluff, you know? It was just like, hey, oh, you want to know if I've ever seen anything like a vampire? This is what I saw at the end, you know? This person was like, so anyway, I was out for a leisurely stroll because I couldn't sleep as usual. And the ash from my cigarette hit the ground and it formed the shape of glowing eyes. It's like noir vampire all of a sudden. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, okay. And it's, like I said, great story, but I just, I personally don't think it's, Real and that concludes the end of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can I give you another fun fact?
1: I would prefer you didn't actually. That I meant didn't mention in last week's episode. I found out doing some of the the research on ancient vampires and the myths. Mm-hmm. Bats weren't a thing.
0: It oh was, yeah, yeah, It was owls. owls. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear
1: owls, but I knew that bats were definitely not. Yeah, bats are pretty modern, probably Bram Stoker or after. Mm-hmm. But it was owls. Yeah, that that started that were always
0: involved with a lot of vampire tales well owls are spooky as hell they are and they're just draped in mystery what are you looking at with those big eyes why do you what? turn your head 360 degrees what are you the devil we almost need an owl stick freaky deaky sticker
1: That wouldn't be a bad idea because they do and it's just gonna say it's owl good yeah because yeah. there's so in so much mythology mm. and spookiness that is true and
0: with that i have one more story that i'm gonna get into and can you
1: tell us one more story
0: I can, and then I'm going to end it out with something from uh, that I found on Relationship Advice. Oh, my God. I know. I know, man. What is wrong with you? Wait, <laughs> why were you... Well, no, I was looking specifically for vampire stories, and I found one in the Relationship Advice subreddit. I'm going to make a prediction. This is going to be a
1: psychic vampire.
0: Uh, no, you. I will crack down on your prediction. Oh, that's... I can't wait for that story. Mm. This one... Is from Tricktex eighty seven forty six and it's called Teenage Mutant Acne Vampires. Ooh, that just yeah. sounds horrible. <laughs> I know.
1: How'd you get rid of your acne,
0: Leslie? Yeah. Well,
1: I met a well, vampire
0: and he sucks mutant. my face every wow. couple days. Please, Christian children, listen to the show. Come at me, bro. I encountered a bean. I do have a nice long one. Puss vampire. Okay are you just trying to like gross me out before i get into this because yes anyway that i named it teenage mutant acne vampire because it's about a teenager that had acne now because and it was it's like a ninja turtles thing yeah whatever it's fine yeah there's no turtles and no april anyway okay so this is the first time i've told anyone outside an extremely small group of mostly family is this your story now to this day i have no idea how to really explain what happened this was back in the mid 90s i'm 42 and was i believe 17 at the time i was living in my truck so there was no parental adult supervision of any kind anyway my friend had met a couple of guys and liked one of them she wanted me to go with her on a double date with them and i agreed as long as she drove my truck i was sick of driving and she loved driving Anyway, we drove to the house of one of the guys to pick them up. It was a rough neighborhood, but I was a street kid and felt more in my element than if he had lived in a nicer area. So we honk, and these two guys walk out. This is midday, and they look like your average teenage boys. One average, one with severe acne, but a sweet smile, which was my date, obviously. Yep, that's the way that goes. Double dates always. Anyway, we all clicked really well. I sat on this guy's lap. No back seat. While well, my friend drove and her guy sat in the middle, we went to the mall and had lunch at an Italian place in the food court. Then went to the mall theater and watched a movie. This is so teenagery. I know. It's I, awesome. I was actually thinking about it like moments ago as I was reading. I'm like, well, about two fully grown men reading about some weird ass high school. It's fine, honestly. Anyway. We went to the mm-hmm. mall and had lunch in an Italian place at food court, went to the theaters, watched a movie. The guy I was with was shy and insecure, but really sweet. My friend's guy was more gregarious, but also really nice. After that, we drove them home, same seating arrangement, and yes, being a teenager and wanting this sweet, shy guy to have a particularly good experience, I admittedly made out with him on the drive home. Oh, she's so wow, nice. He did it for him. Way to go when we pulled up to the curb the guy started kissing and biting my neck uh-oh not so odd right Ugh. but then i felt a bite go from normal to two sharp pleasurably painful points of pressure on my neck Ooh, i know yeah hold on Ooh, yeah fetish time oh yeah we're back and this guy's head flew back so fast i was worried about his neck he almost had dinner His hand flew over his mouth so fast that I couldn't see anything and he looked like he was on the verge of tears. He was clearly panicking and kept apologizing and I tried to reassure him that I was fine and everything was okay but he opened the door, scooted me quickly but gently off his lap and ran into the house. His friend followed without a word. I looked in the mirror and saw two reddening depressions, small and circular, no broken skin, on my neck that quickly turned into welts we never saw or heard from either of them again i still can't quite explain it he was just a normal kid we ate italian food at the food court with plenty of garlic yeah there that's the indicator the dude had a reflection side mirror made that obvious as i was facing it the whole time we drove in the truck it was late afternoon but still bright since it was summer and no the guy did not sparkle (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I've been sitting here thinking know, the whole yeah, time, that sounds like Edward Cullen. Like, I'm just waiting for him to sparkle. Nothing made this kid stand out. Nothing was in any way unusual until a seemingly normal neck bite during a teenage makeout session suddenly became the most uncanny experience of my life. Uncanny.
1: Oh, yeah. But not in the, the uncanny way we normally go on this podcast. This is more uncanny. Like, I just want to be bitten like that again. Wow. By him.
0: Christian, you're really enjoying this story a little too much for my liking. I'm not really suggesting he was a vampire like those in Legends, but I felt his teeth push out. He bit with what felt like normal teeth first, and then I felt them quickly grow to to fangs, I guess, descend, and I have no explanation that makes rational sense. I wanted to post this... In case anyone else has a, has had a similar experience, I can't believe that I'm the only person I've had such an experience, and think those who have ought to compare notes. I also wonder if someone out there has a rational explanation for this, and if you do, please tell me. My friend saw what happened too, she saw the marks on my neck. If you think this was delusional, fine, there's nothing I can say to change your mind, so I really couldn't care less. I know what happened that day, and so does she. I also know the possibility that I'm the only person to have experienced something like this is absurd. There have to be other people who have had something similar happen. I hope a few stumble upon this. It has been a nagging memory that sometimes keeps me up at night wondering. Let me ask you this. Did you go through the comments? Um, I believe I did, but I must not have found anything interesting. One thing, if you want the only rational explanation I can have for this, and I don't know if it works out, just the physics of it alone doesn't feel like it would work out but i had a friend who um did not have incisors and so he had he was a mutant yeah that's what he was uh no in his teeth he didn't have he wasn't born with incisors or something like that and so like there's like a clip-on thing that they do like a bridge uh, like a dental bridge, pretty much, and so he would put that in, and then it looked like he had just had a full set of teeth. And so I'm wondering if when this guy is going to town, this girl who's he's pr- who's probably the first person he's ever made out with in his life, and he's getting you know really into it, just chock full of pizza and whatever movie they just testosterone, saw. yeah, exactly. If he's going just really hot and heavy on it, Ooh, yeah. If his if he had this a uh, similar thing, and maybe it, it like popped out or something like that, which is her feeling the descending teeth into her neck and then he's embarrassed by that and just decides to run out cover his mouth but the physics of that doesn't make sense
1: no but i mean maybe it's also do you ever have your jaw just clamped shut like when you're chewing something like i chew gum a lot and every once in a while there's a certain way like i'll chew and my whole like my jaw will just like snap shut which sucks because sometimes my tongue's in between my teeth and it's just this weird thing maybe it's something like a tick or something
0: yeah, it happened maybe. when he
1: got a little hot and heavy, yeah. you know, that teenage testosterone. Activate. Yeah. Clamp jaw. You know, it's maybe <laughs> when you say it like that, it made me like, maybe that's how we used to, like our early humans. Would, mm. That was part of the mating ritual. Bite the neck so they yeah. can't get away. Oh, wow. Yeah, very. Then that's where vampires very started. I think that's a weird spot. As usual, Christian, thank you. But the reaction from this kid was kind of hilarious. Oh, that's like, oh my gosh, I almost killed you.
0: Yeah. you know I and, take the the house. Life.
1: and then they had to move from move because you know the vampire hunters would might catch wind of where they were at yeah very true i mean we've just if we had the time just with the story as you've gone over this episode we have yeah. like three movies and
0: maybe a television series i don't know it is strange her saying that she felt teeth descend you know what i mean and granted, like. If you're, if you can't physically see something, you could, I guess you're going to come up with what you can only visualize. Like if you're like, I'm basing this solely on feel, so I can't really tell, Yeah. You know, well, and she's also feeling a little
1: passionate. So everything's going to be intensified just like wow. it was with the boy. Oh yeah. yeah. You know? And I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. Maybe not as funny as the adult shop one, but mm. Kind of also cute and awkward in that teenager way and that the kid reacts kind of like how maybe a teenager boy or girl would react if they embarrassed That's themselves. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. And then never
0: contact again, even though the date went well. I mean. And hilariously enough, this keep still to this day floats to this person's mind to the point where it'll keep me up at night for if I think about it too much, which obviously it would be like, what the hell was that? I have
1: a, I think does keep her up at night Mm. when she thinks about it from other wording in her her story might not be such a spooky reason. It's keeping her up at night. Catch
0: my drift? Wow. Is that a perverted reference? Christian? It was. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've come to uh, be all too familiar with those. The relationship advice. That's what I've been waiting. I know. Yeah. This is such as, as far as like looking into things has ever gone. I have never once ended up on the relationship advice subreddit for an episode. It's just hard to imagine, but it's hilarious. I know. And and it, I think this actual thread was commented by someone in one of the vampire things I was looking at and commented and be like, yeah, it's kind of similar to this thing I saw in relationship advice. I like, what the hell? And I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, interesting. It's, it's pretty brief, but we'll close it out with this. So yeah, this is an odd finding in relationship advice. My female 26 boyfriend male 30, is a wealthy, well-educated, completely normal man, but he believes without any irony that he met a vampire and he confessed this while he was high. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. Should I ask him about it sober is the question. Says, we've been dating for eight months. He comes from a wealthy family, private school, Ivy League, Ivy Law School, Works for a bank right now. He got very high a few nights ago and told me a very long story about how when he was in boarding school in Switzerland, age 16 or 17, he met a man that was 400 years old. I mean, if you're going to be in Europe, you might meet somebody that old. Sure. Why not? If if vampires exist. He wasn't telling a joke. He wasn't trying to be funny. He sounded scared telling me and said he has never told anyone before. I'm not even joking, like he was almost in tears telling this story. It was as if he was admitting to murdering his mother on that level. The next day, he was completely normal. I don't even know if he remembers telling me. He's a completely normal guy, and honestly, he's never mentioned being into vampires, nothing. He doesn't even really watch movies. Should I bring this up with him sober? It's been a few days, and I just feel really awkward about it. Or should I just forget about it all together?
1: I find it fascinating this person is asking on a
0: relationship yeah a thread hey fellow relationship folks here's the thing i might be in love with someone that's met a vampire i mean
1: i wouldn't like why is it so troubling just ask the guy you was really high you were really high the other night
0: and you told me the story about a vampire now you're not high what the hell tell me the story about a vampire yeah i don't know man that's a it's more believable for me because it's not in like a weird subreddit You know, one of the crazy ones that are just ripe with these kinds of stories. But the fact that it's in relationship advice means, hey, I'm not here to talk about the vampire thing. I'm here to say, is this a good idea to ask my boyfriend about this?
1: Should I break up with my boyfriend because he met a 400-year-old vampire? Is my boyfriend a demon? Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that was, I I got a real kick out of that. I like that. That one's fun. Weird. I wish there was an answer. I just combed all through it. No answers whatsoever that were... Her boyfriend met the Count of St. Germain. There you go. The Count of St. Chocula. He is a saint in many eyes. Mine included. I don't know. Do you have a a story that you, that actually you somewhat believe in this episode or what is, let me ask you this. I'll word it differently. What is the most believable story of this episode? If you forgot all the stories. No, I'm the, the most believable story was
1: the little mental break that that person had with the subway and all that stuff i felt really you think that's the most believable one only because i feel like that person was having a mental break there for a minute it could have been yeah not event not i don't believe any of the vampire stuff but all yeah all these stories are very creepy and if you experience something like that you're going to kind of feel like you might have met a
0: vampire you might have experienced something like that if you think these stories are creepy you are going to want to stick around for next week, and actually, I kind of want—I want to see—and I'm going to just throw this idea out there and see if it's something that we should work on in the future, Christian. No, sorry. Um, next week, we're diving into mirrors. Literally, literally, we're going to just break all these mirrors and grab our bodies. We're going to see you on the other side. We're going to other dimensions. That's right. And so I've been, and I, this has gotten me very curious. Just looking at lore and stuff with like people covering mirrors, or like the almost like you kind of mentioned the feng shui or feng shui of um, mirror plates placements in a house, and there's this theory of like opening portals if you have things certain directions. So what I want to do is, and I'll probably talk about it a little more in that episode, but I want to do, I want to just look at the at specific lore for things and tell you to do it in your house and tell me if it works or if you experience anything weird. Bloody Mary. Nah, we don't have to worry about that one. Um, Candyman? No, not like looking into mirrors and like doing incantations or anything like that. Like more or less just like placements and stuff and see if you notice anything spooky from really tiny details that you do with mirrors. And I might do that with a lot of topics. And if you're open to it. Oh, you want me to do mirror yeah, stuff? Yeah. No, I like it's not, you say mirror stuff, it's not mirror stuff. It's literally just like placements of mirrors. Like I don't want you doing a rituals or anything like that, but I want you to to place mirrors in a specific pattern. Oh, look, at Scott's all afraid I'm going to do rituals and bring the demons here. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. No, I just I think it'd be really hilarious is we don't have any kind of production crew. We don't have anything like that. It's literally just you and me doing weird shit. Right. And I thought it'd be really funny for the YouTube is just if over like the next year or two, I just film you doing specific things. And just release it as like a skeptic documentary and see if we catch anything that way. We can't really, we don't have the money or the resources to go investigate certain locations or do anything like that right now. But I can film very, you know, B-level documentary style videos of you doing certain things that are supposed to open you up to more weird paranormal shit. And then just release that as a documentary on YouTube at some point. Christian proves it's not real. Wow that's the worst title of all time so probably not that but i did want to i i'm just kind of and again i'll probably talk about it more next week on, on the actual mirror episode but i did want to kind of like just get, put some feelers out there and be like if people would be interested in seeing this, and i'm sure they would i'm sure they'd get a kick out of it but i wouldn't be in them so much as i would just be behind a camera i could talk to you and all that shit while i'm filming but for the most part it would be just you doing things that that you know, cultures or whatever superstitions that apparently curse you or do all kinds of... I'm not eating anything weird. That's... Well, I guess I will strike the bull testicles from the... Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you. No, it's oh god, it's this is getting weird. It's not anything to do with any of that stuff. I'm just saying, over the course of time, doing videos of like weird little experiments and stuff like that, and then checking back in with you after a couple of months, and maybe just interview you or something like that. And be like, does anything has this happened? Blah blah. But I don't know. It was just an idea that I had, one of a thousand that I have for the podcast that I would like to flesh out whenever we get that financial backing at some point maybe we will the problem with
1: me and mirrors is i'm a guy and i have like two mirrors in the whole house and one well, is the medicine is cabinet
0: two. all you need is two so i need to put one uh, across from the medicine cabinet not even that but there's I, i'll get into it in the actual episode but uh, okay yeah we're I'm going to close out the vampire nonsense and then we'll get into that next week where we hope to see you once again folks hope you enjoyed the vampire saga it's not a saga can two be a saga It can and with the freaky deaky well there you go the vampire saga is concluded for now until we dive into the count of saint germain at some point which will happen until then um if you are uh new to the show and you enjoy what you hear do us a favor slap a five star review on that bad boy we're really trying to blow this thing up trying to tickle those algorithms as we do and if you're on youtube and you're kind of a lurker and you just kind of listen every week but you don't subscribe i see you i see you hit that button get those bell notifications all that nonsense that all these influencers are always talking about and uh yeah should you mention our recent appearance on a different podcast i believe i did in the last episode but i can again yeah just in case yeah yeah if you guys want to see a christian and i in a setting where we're not exclusively yelling at each other about ghosts go check out alaska wild project that was a, a fun time and it's something i hope we can do again sometime maybe maybe we set up a halloween or something like that and we're just past halloween now in the future if we set up like an actual halloween put together some stories or whatnot go to them say yo does this sound like a good idea be fun be fun and uh, a lot of information was revealed about the origin of the show about Scott. how things came together, about just a lot of wild stuff that you guys have not heard on the show and the four years we've been doing it so didn't you even have a drink me yeah i did yeah i did have a a drink Uh oh whoa whoa. Is Scott off the rails no he's fine that the drink wasn't what messed me up it was the copious amounts of other stuff that was sending me through the roof and that's fine were you you feeling oh by the end of it hell yeah Oh, okay i wasn't too bad so yeah it was a it was a fun fun time though yeah, it definitely was. So check that out. Well, whenever it comes out, I'm not even sure if it'll be out. I don't know how far their, their scheduling is, but whenever it comes out, I will link it on our socials at freaky deaky pod, pretty much everywhere except for TikTok. That's at TFT Paranormal. And shout out to those guys. They were very gracious hosts, very humble, very kind, and fun to talk to, which is the kind of the best thing you can have in a podcast. And uh, yeah. Give them some love too, if, especially if you're into. If you're gonna travel to Alaska, and you want to do some Alaskan outdoor things. That's the place to listen. Yes. Yeah, they they are the Alaska Rogans. That's fine. Anyway, yeah, rate and review the show, please. Please. (laughs) No, (laughs) please do it. No, Uh, We'll see you right back here next week where we are diving into haunted mirrors and creepy mirror lore and mirror stories and all the mirror stuff that I've had to put on hold since those other guys did mirror episode. And I was like, well, I guess I can't do this anytime soon.
1: Can we talk about the man
0: in the mirror? We might do that as well next week. And you don't want to miss that. We'll see you on the other side. Goodbye. Actually, I went to Red Hot Chili Peppers.